and we're hosted on Linode cloud servers and the linode.com slash changelog. This episode is brought to you by DigitalOcean. DigitalOcean's developer cloud makes it simple to launch in the cloud and scale up as you grow. They have an intuitive control panel, predictable pricing, team accounts, worldwide availability with a 99.99 uptime SLA and 24-7, 365 world-class support to back that up. DigitalOcean makes it easy to deploy, scale, store, secure, and monitor your cloud environments. Head to do.co slash changelog to get started with a $100 credit. Again, do.co slash changelog. Welcome to Practical AI, a weekly podcast about making artificial intelligence practical, productive, and accessible to everyone. This is where conversations around AI, machine learning, and data science happen. Join the community and Slack with us around various topics of the show at changelaw.com slash community. Follow us on Twitter. We're at Practical AI FM. And now onto the show. Welcome to another fully connected episode of the Practical AI Podcast, where Daniel and I keep you fully connected with everything that's happening in the AI community. We'll take some time to discuss the latest AI news, and we'll dig into learning resources to help you level up on your machine learning game. My name is Chris Benson. I'm Principal AI Strategist at Lockheed Martin, and with me as always is Daniel Whitenack, a data scientist with SIL International. How's it going today, Daniel? It's going great. It was, you know, a cold and rainy slash snowy weekend, but on the good side, as some of our listeners will know, we had a season in our household of flu and sickness, and that's kind of ending. So very, very happy about that. You know, no coronavirus yet. Oh, yeah. Well, I was about to make a joke. Welcome back to the land of the living. But, uh, you know, yeah, with that in the news right now, as we're recording this, that's been a, a big thing the last few days. Yeah. And I know you pointed a link to me earlier, which was pretty interesting for our listeners. You want to tell people about that? I was just scanning across news articles, and uh, it was actually on Wired, and it noted a couple of days it uh, says the title is an AI epidemiologist sent the first warnings of the Wuhan virus and so which is the virus that started in China and is spreading to some parts around the globe as a type of coronavirus and I think the the short part of the article is that there's a thing called blue dot who has algorithms that take a lot of data sources you know from health and airline ticketing data and, and such to predict the spread of disease and in this case they really kind of got their first uh, actually on December 31st uh, before New Year's they actually sent out their first outbreak was expected it was another really another week before here in the US the CDC which is the US Centers for Disease Control and Prevention got the word out and so it was a case of, of I don't know the detail of their algorithm but they refer to it as an AI driven algorithm and they they got those first reports out so we like to talk about AI for good that, that certainly seems like a good thing to get early warning of a major outbreak like this. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a super interesting thing. And in some ways, it seems very much science fiction-y to me. Yep. Like they're kind of, you know, like movie-like over detecting all of these signals around the world and correlating them to say there's going to be this pandemic or, or whatever. Their article says that they scour foreign language news reports, animal and plant disease networks. I'm not quite sure what that network is. Official proclamations, 
and other things like that. So it's it's definitely pretty interesting, and they're they're really doing this. It's, it's pretty cool. If anyone knows anyone at Blue Dot out there, we'd love to have them on the podcast to discuss that. Maybe we can make that happen sometime soon. That sounds fantastic. Yep, timely news about AI having a, an effect on the world and, and possibly able to save lives, especially as they gain notoriety and others start really watching them. It might make a big difference. So, yeah, I mean, we're, I think we're really, over the next few years, you know, the way AI is really revolutionizing, uh, you know, medicine at large, you know, this is one of, of many of those cases. Yep. So speaking of how AI is revolutionizing things, you also found a, an interesting thing that we're going to talk about today on our Fully Connected episode. The goal of these episodes, again, just being to keep in the news, the AI news, and keep ourselves updated, but also our listeners, and kind of dive into the topics that people are currently looking at. And Stanford's Human-Centered AI Institute in partnership with a variety of others came out with an AI index report uh, 2019, which kind of provided a lot of, I mean, we did a sort of top five things of 2019, I think, but um, that wasn't really based on rigorous uh, research and data collecting sort of thing. This was more of actually, you know, who published articles, what's going on in the AI world. Is over 20 things that would be great for us to do. That's what we're doing. I haven't counted, but I think, it, you know, somewhere what? 91. Yeah. And it was a really interesting kind of overall view of kind of the world of artificial intelligence in general and gave a, a lot of statistics and facts. The problems were pretty interesting, actually. Yeah, and they have, um, they're just looking at the steering committee here from Stanford, also Kinsey Food Partnership on AI, Harvard. OpenAI, MIT, SRI, so put this together. They also mentioned partners of Google, PwC, and, and others. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they think were the noteworthy things that are happening now in, in AI, some of which are, are different than the things we saw in that episode of the new year. So yeah, let's go and dive in. It looks like the first section of what they talk about is research and development, which I know both of us aren't professors or anything like that or or involved in academic research in that context but we both um, interact with research people what if anything kind of surprised you by what what they talked about chris well you know they started off kind of really focusing on on how much growth there had been this that was listening in itself but in terms of just raw numbers of that they had previously passed the u.s uh, already and so you know we're still seeing that I guess despite the fact that you're seeing those raw numbers, the fully weighted citation impact though of US publications is still about 50% higher than China's. Rain true, I was actually in an internal artificial intelligence meeting last week with my employer, and we actually were discussing specifically just the fact that you're seeing more citations. We were with a discussion in terms of, and obviously we were why that is in my change. Yeah, and actually on our next episode, we're going to be talking to some semantic scholar team at uh, Allen AI, and of course that project is, is really considerably of, of research and kind of weeding through the noise and all of that sort of thing. So that'll be interesting to talk to them about how the, you know this giant surge in research and archive papers and all of those things has increased and in some ways made it hard to find you know the real you know notable things that, that are happening in, in some cases. I thought, you know, one thing that was interesting was that they noted several small countries that were having a relatively high increase in deep learning papers in terms of, of per capita. So th these are countries like yeah. Singapore, Switzerland, Australia, yeah. Israel, Netherlands, Luxembourg. They're talking about these countries who, despite their small size, are really kind of 
I guess making AI research or encouraging AI research and believing in that as a future driver of economic prosperity and innovation and, and all of those things. Yeah, it's interesting. And we've talked about this before. You know, I, I know we've talked specifically about Singapore. It was very obvious to me about a year ago when I was in Switzerland for a conference. These countries have really kind of committed to some degree, maybe their national identity a little bit to to saying, hey, this is something that we're going to do, you know, technology in general and, and specifically AI in a lot of these cases. Do you think, I mean, obviously we're both pro-AI, I think. I wonder just kind of off the top of my head if that's kind of making a dent in other research areas in terms of taking away funding or, or putting the focus less on other still very important areas, but now that everybody's kind of all in for AI, what effect that's having on sort of more traditional biology and medical research and, and those sorts of things. That's an interesting idea. I'm not sure. Uh, I would say that obviously there's a finite amount of you know research and development dollars and time or whatever your currency is. Yeah, available and stuff. And I suspect as we look at different strategies over time, you know, AI is one of the great enablers of our time. And so I think they may be, you know, selecting certain specialties and then kind of going after AI as an enabler in this. I mean, I know that that's why, at least partly why I'm in industry versus in academia, because I originally wanted to go the sort of professor route and that sort of thing. But I was in physics in grad school. And I mean, physics as a discipline, I think it's exciting. There's a lot of people that think it's exciting. But in terms of like a paradigm shifting things that have happened in recent years, there haven't been a lot in terms of the type of paradigm shifting things in physics of let's say the 20s and the 30s and that sort of time period and so you know physics has become a sort of i think it's plateaued in terms of its excitement to some degree and that's made a lot of the jobs in physics research very competitive right because there's not maybe not as many universities that are really filling their bench with physics people, maybe they're now filling their bench with computer science, AI type of people. I think it's definitely will be interesting to see how that, that plays out on those fronts. Interesting.